First and foremost, I acknowledge the traditional owners of the land upon which we, myself, and my guests record today's podcast. I extend respect and gratitude to the elders past, present, and emerging of those nations, and to all Aboriginal peoples listening today. Always was, always will be. Hello and welcome to another episode of Yas Queen. I'm your host, Timberlina, and this episode I'm joined by Aiden Hawke, also known as Trinket Estrange. They have recently graduated from Whopper, and you may have seen them on the newly released SBS show Iggy and Ace. Also, they're pretty fucking amazing. So, let's get straight into this episode. Hello, hello, hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you, love? I'm so great. I was like, why isn't my sound coming in? And I've pressed the wrong button on the thing. So that's already a great start to the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, How's lockdown going? Uh, You know, um, I don't really know what to say anymore. I feel like every um, conversation I have with someone on the phone is about lockdown, um, like speaking to a lot of my family in Western Australia, and they just have no idea what's going on over here. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's been um, it's been good. Lots of cooking, lots of television. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's all you can really do in lockdown, right? <laughs> yeah, um, pretty much. Well, let's get straight into it. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Like, what's your name, pronouns, where you're based, and all that jazz? Yes. Um, so my name is Aiden Hawke. Um, I also go by the stage name Trinka Estrange. Um, my pronouns are they them. Um, I use the gender marker non-binary as well as gender fluid, and I'm currently based in Sydney. Amazing. Perfect. Um, (laughs) And my favourite thing is that everyone wants to know is what do you do for a living and how did you get into it? I I don't even, like, know what to call myself anymore. (laughs) Like, um, so I am a drag artist as well as a singer and a dancer and um, now an actor. So I guess I'm just a queer entertainer. Um, Yeah. I mean, like, triple threat. um, I mean, more than that, though. Like, it would be... What do you call... I don't even know. I, I, don't, just... I don't know math. I don't know how to yeah. say like. <laughs> Me either. Yeah. I guess that's why we're queer artists. <laughs> yeah. Um, Let's just go with that. Yeah. I'm, I'm a queer artist. Yes. Um, um, how did I get into it? Um, well, I, um, I've been performing since I was a, um, a little kid. Um, I started doing drag when I was 21. Um I, I tell this story all the time. Like I started drag after um, I was going to a dance school at the time in Brisbane, and I had a I had a dance teacher who was telling me I'd never be successful because I was I was too effeminate and too skinny. So I kind of started drag as like a big, big like fucking middle finger to him. Um, yeah, because <laughs> um, to me drag is like an empowerment, or at least my drag of those things, and um. I recently graduated from WAPA, which is a performing arts academy in Western Australia. And yeah, that's, that's, that's my origin story. Yeah. Love that. Um, <laughs> I love that you were just like a big fuck you. You know what? I'm, I'm going to be amazing. And then yeah. 
here you are being amazing. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, yeah. We're very excited because recently um, you were on the SBS show Iggy and Ace, which is an amazing show if you haven't already seen it. Um, thank you. Can you tell us a little bit about the show and your role on the show? Yeah, so um, Iggy and Ace is a new Ace Australian um, comedy series on SBS On Demand. Um, it centres around um, two gay alcoholics named Iggy and Ace, played by Josh Vagona and Sarah West. Um, Iggy and Ace are inseparable and they do everything together, um, which involves a lot of alcohol. Um, and the show centres around um, what happens when one of them decides to get sober and how it affects their relationship. My character, Prince, is the um, the carer for their um terminally ill um role model and drug dealer um named otto um my character prince is also non-binary like myself and they use they them pronouns i must say your first the first thing that you're really in and you turn around and like correct them on your pronouns which was amazing to see on television yeah um we were really um, adamant on that happening because we were like, if we're gonna if we're gonna do this, we may as well make it visible because that's the important thing. And just so happy and honored and like amazed at all of the positive um, reaction to it. Yeah, mm. um, I guess that explains like. Like what next question we've already done, but the next question was meant to be, how does it feel being able to portray a non-binary character? Do you have anything else you want to add to that? I, I absolutely do. Um, we're really getting stuck into the serious questions first, aren't we? Yeah, we do serious because then we get to do the fun stuff at the end. Love it. Um, yeah, well, like obviously there isn't a huge representation of non-binary people in media, especially in Australia. Um so yeah, it's 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 really it's both validating as an artist and as a viewer, um, because the whole point of representation is like being able to be seen. And um, I did a like a, a post about it on my Instagram when the show came out a couple of days ago. Um, if anyone interested in reading it, but um, representation of any minority is like really important because especially for like um, trans and non-binary people, a lot of people actually don't personally know someone who identifies as non-binary. So being able to see um, these characters just talk about pronouns or talk about gender or just exist on a screen is important because it allows people to begin to get to know us and empathize with us and realize that like, I'm a normal person too. Like I'm out there mowing the lawn and paying taxes. Like we, we exist and we deserve to be visible on TV just the same as anyone else. Exactly. Um, I love that you've used <laughs> two <laughs> very <laughs> to explain. I mow the lawn and pay taxes. And I was like... Okay, that is uh, complete. Okay, the, the, the ta- I've done my taxes. That's correct. But um, I have I don't think I've mowed a lawn since I was a teenager. So I don't know why I use that fucking example. <laughs> it's so good because I was just thinking, I was like, when did I last mow the lawn? We have... I live in an apartment building where they send people yeah. out. <laughs> 
But they uh, do. Everyone fucking mows the lawn. And yeah. I hope you pay taxes because if you don't, you need to start paying some taxes because I don't know how you're being dodgy about it. Let me know. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's such a great way to do it. And if there's any, um, like, I guess, producers, um, directors out there, what would you want to say to them? This was not in our list of questions. This is just me being off the cuff. What would you say to them about what they need to do to represent non-binary um, trans people within their shows? I think, to begin with, the important thing when you represent any minority, whether that's people of culturally diverse backgrounds or people within the LGBT plus community, it's important that the representation begins in the creative team. Like you can't just have like a group of like white cis men sitting around the table going like, okay, we better get some minorities in. Mm. Like you need to begin with the representation being within the creative team and like behind the spaces. And that's like, regardless whether it's screen, it's um, a stage production or even drag shows, they all need to begin with the creative team. And that's something I think everyone and, on Iggy and Ace is really proud of is the fact that we were, the show is written by a queer person. It was directed by queer people. There were people of um, different diverse backgrounds in our filming crew. Like all of the, a lot of the roles were played by queer people. Like, and it's all like really important just to see that to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. I hope I articulated that well. That's amazing. (laughs) That was so good because, uh, for example, from where I've come from, I was a consultant on a television show because they needed somebody to come in with a drag background Mm. um, because they didn't have anyone in the writing team that did that, which I think is so amazing to see that they're getting people in to do that and not just making it up and doing their own research. Yeah. Um, So I 100% it starts in that creative, that first room i guess that they like from the very foundations of the art form it needs to be the fourth front of the thinking yeah Yeah. and then they need to have that the whole way through though yeah um they can't just be like okay thanks bye yeah Um, we're just gonna (laughs) we're just gonna put a a a token character in played by um someone from this background and then just them feel isolated like no you need to it needs to be a a process through the entire production yeah i think that's so important no matter what you're working on so i'm glad we had that conversation now let's get into some stuff that's more like personal based but also go and watch that freaking show it is amazing i I binged it in two nights so so good um it's so funny um (laughs) i because i i didn't get to see it until the release and i was like pissing myself at I was more excited about the scenes I wasn't in yeah. um, because like, it was a shock to me. Some of the things that happened, like honestly, go watch it. It's, it's like worth the ride. <laughs> yeah. And I think um, I want to go back and watch it again. Cause I feel like there's so much happening that you need to actually watch it a couple of times to make sure you've across everything. Yeah. Um, totally. So I'm excited, but what makes you feel inspired or like your best self? Honestly, kind of everything we've already spoken about, I'm really like inspired about seeing queer storytellers, whether that be someone who's a an actor or someone who's a drag queen, like just seeing authentic um, queer storytelling and um, representation. And that really inspires me and something that I'm really adamant on continuing. Yeah. Yeah. 
This is my favourite question and the one that you <laughs> question me about. If you could have a billboard with anything on it, what would it be and why? When I, I have to, like, when I saw the list of questions, I was like, what? And now that I think about it, because I, um, I do all of the embellishments on my own drag costumes. And if um, any Australian drag artist will know, it is very difficult to find top quality like embellishments and rhinestones in Australia. So I just want to see a billboard that says, come to us. We've got the shiny stuff. Because <laughs> the number of hours I've like scoured on the internet trying to find like rhinestones is I don't even want to know how many hours I've wasted. Yeah. yeah. And good quality ones. Like you can get the cheap ones everywhere, but the good stuff. Yeah. Give me, give me that good, like, yeah. Give me that good glass. Yeah. yeah. Which is going to be sad because one of the major suppliers is not doing individuals anymore. Right. So. Yeah. Sorosky's discontinued their stones. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. Love that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's one thing you wish you'd known before you begun your career? Um, or when you started, I guess. I would love someone to like, well, I know how to do it now, but when I started, I wish someone would sit me down and teach me how to work out your taxes as a self-employed <laughs> performer. Cause it's definitely, um, a lot of trial and error and asking your mates what to do. Tax yep. is so hard. I mean, math so, is hard. Yeah. <laughs> and so stressful. And yeah. Yeah. Yep. I, that's a good one. Cause you know what? A lot of people go with like, Oh, I wish I knew that like, it's really hard to book a gig. You're just like, I wish I knew how to do taxes, which is so oh, important. The business yeah, side. Um, like, Getting the gig is, like, hard, but, like, when it happens and then suddenly you get to the middle of the year and it's, like, you've got to do all of this and all you know how to do is sing, like, high notes and glue shiny shit onto a piece of fabric. Like, how do I do this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And accountants can be very expensive. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's scary. Yeah. Um, what has your, been your biggest failure and what did you learn from it? Do you think it's your taxes? <laughs> Excuse you. <laughs> um, no, it was not my taxes. Um, maybe it's failure. Um, probably. Um, so back when I lived in Perth, there's a, a drag competition called Crown of the Court. And I, I came second in the second time I did it. But the first time I did it, I didn't even make the finals. And probably like the biggest thing I learn is just being able to learn from critique and just like the biggest thing and I think like every artist just needs to learn this and it's not something anyone is good at when they start like I don't know one person who's great at taking critiques the first time but you get you get better at it yeah. and just like yeah yeah definitely like any artist like regardless of who you are learn to take critique because it's it's there to help you like grow and it's there to, it's nurturing mm. like yeah. I mean, you can tell if someone's being like just a total asshole or like oh, they're, totally. or they're yeah. actually being like, I think you could do this, this and this and it'd be better and easier yeah. on you. Like Yeah. And I think especially as um as queer people, um, because we come from such 
hurt backgrounds sometimes a part of our brain when we hear critiques is like ah this is an attack um and it's just because we're still unlearning that because that's been such a a huge part of our our trauma and our history is like understanding this as a critique not a a personal attack on who I am as a person yeah yeah I mean that's probably the best way to put it especially with like performers yeah um yeah, because I find drag performers do not take it very well at all. <laughs> no, but like no one does when we we start yeah. doing anything. Like you, like you compare like someone who's like in a um, a dance school when they're younger compared to a professional trained dancer. Like, yeah, it's a very different thought process behind getting critiques, and it's just something you learn over time, and it's a discipline. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. That was a good one. Um, what advice would you give someone wanting to pursue a career like yours in acting, singing, dancing, drag, everything else <laughs> you do? Go to classes. It doesn't matter what kind of class, like any kind of class you do is going to help you grow as a person and as a performer, like especially for drag queens, go to, go to a dance class, go to a, a drama class, go to a speech class because all of that's going to help with something whether it's going to make you a stronger dancer it's going to make you uh, a better host like any any piece of golden little nugget of knowledge you can take out of a teacher is like priceless and it's going to go through you for the rest of your career like I'm really grateful and lucky to have the um the opportunities I've had with um education um and I wouldn't trade that for anything yeah yeah I mean, that's so good because you did not touch on makeup at all during that. You just touched on performance-based activities, which I but, personally love. Yeah. But also even doing a makeup class, like any any little skill you can take is like golden. Like, yeah. yeah. I must say, if you want to be a performer on stage go to a class and learn something yeah. that you can produce on that stage. I mean, yeah. looks are amazing but they aren't going to entertain the yeah. audience. Because at, totally. at the end of the day, they're going to either be looking at you, whatever's coming out of your mouth or whatever you're dancing on the stage. Yeah. You're not paying attention to how you look. I mean, being fishy in the face is also fun, but hey, look at me. I'm not any of that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I love a look. The Lord, yeah. Lord knows I, I love doing a look. But yes, um, yeah, just be inspired by learning new things like it's one thing in the creative yeah. industry is that you don't stop learning if you think you've stopped learning then you've done something wrong because you don't stop learning yeah because then you um you become stagnant and you stop growing and yeah and even just like doing I'm a firm believer like because I've gone through three years of an, a drama school is acting classes and drama classes also like change you as a person because like there's no way you can do this thing where you become so conscious of physical and personality traits and things like that and not grow as a human being as well. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Are you, you going to ever uh, teach like a class? I think, okay, personally, I think I would be a terrible teacher. I, uh, and also I, I think I'm still like, I'm very, very fresh. Um, I'm still learning myself. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, one day, one day, one day. I've definitely said like a thousand like 
serious young actor things in this um in this call. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's great though because like I have had so many people come on here and they not one person has mentioned any of the stuff that you're saying. So I think it's great. Um which brings me to what is the best resources that have helped you along the way? You touched on like I mean your education, but is there any mean anything else that's helped you? Um well, it's really just the, a lot of my role models, like both within my my schooling life in drama school at WAPA. And, okay, yeah, biggest, biggest, biggest tip for drag is listen to the people who came before you. Um, like, I learned so much about professionalism. I learned so much about putting a look together about stagecraft from the queens who came before me, especially in the Perth and Brisbane drag scenes. Yeah, yeah. amazing. Respect your elders, I believe they say. Yes, respect the elders. <laughs> Who are the three people that have been the most influential to you? It doesn't have to be three. It can be one. It can be none. Or it can be um, I am a huge, huge, huge Courtney Act stan and fan. Um, they did a documentary a couple of years ago, and I, I can't remember the name of it, but it was actually... Courtney was talking about um, gender and expression and it was the first, the first time I, I looked at something and I began to um, understand myself and start to explore that side of myself. And I'm really like constantly um, thankful for that documentary because it was the thing that started me on my journey to discovering my own um, gender fluidity and understanding myself as a non-binary person. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, just, mm. So just Courtney, no one else? I was trying to think of two other people and I could only think of like... I mean, I mean, the one is great. Like, the, I probably... I don't really have one that stands out and you have one mm. that stands out. And I think that's all that really matters for that question, is it? Like, yeah. Like, obviously, like, I'm a I'm a, a, a gay person in my 20s, so I'm like a gaga stan. Yeah. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, um... David Bowie. Oh, yeah. I'm a, yeah, David Bowie. Yeah. Melanie Dietrichs, that's a more obscure one. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Amazing. I re- I need to find that documentary. I don't think I've ever it's, seen uh, it. I'm so angry I can't remember the name, but it's it's really good. Is it on like yeah. ABC or SBS, one of those? Look, honestly, you could probably just YouTube and find it. Oh, yeah. It was it it kind of it was like everywhere at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um they do so many like amazing stories now. Um, yeah, definitely uh, an artist I aspire to be because they are so like multi-platformed. They're not just they're not just the queen that did Drag Race. They're not just um, a singer. They're an advocate. They're a, a performer. They're they have a book coming out. Like yeah, yeah. talent. What is one myth, one common myth about your profession, your profession or field that you want to debunk? That it's well. This is uh, specifically for acting. That it's yep. not just for white, straight, cis men with muscles. Yeah, so I love that. It's for yeah. everybody. It uh, is every. It's about representing the world, and everyone's a part of that. Yeah. yeah. If you could step into my shoes, what would have you asked yourself that I didn't? Oh my god! So I totally thought about this, but I've already like asked the question. I was going to ask, get you to ask. What's an important thing to do when creating art for 
um, minorities and I was going to answer it with the the um, my long speech about it needs to be from a creative team perspective first. So oh, I jumped the gun. <laughs> I also love that I already touched on that. That's great. That means yeah. I'm, I'm kind of doing what I'm meant to be doing on this. Um, Go you. I know. I'm so good. <laughs> um, where can the, um, the listeners connect with you? So you can find me on my Instagram. My Instagram is under my drag name, but it is a combined account for both me as Aiden, the actor, and um, Trinket, the drag queen. So you can find me at, at Trinket Strange on Instagram, and I also have a Facebook page for Trinket. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Um, That's great. Well, let's take a little quick transition, and then we'll come back for all the fun questions. Yes. All right, the fun. I love that I just cut that off. I'm just like, boom. <laughs> <laughs> fun questions. Um, did you read through these when I sent them? I briefly did, but I kind of wanted them to be a bit spontaneous because I yeah. think that's kind of the point. Yeah, it yeah. is. So the first one is, my favourite one is soup. Is cereal soup why or why not? No, it isn't. Yeah. Oh, uh, actually, wait. It is. It isn't until you get to the end and you just have milk left and you drink the milk. That's the soup. Yeah, because I always have that at the end of my cereal. I have never thought about that. And it totally is because that's what you do with soup when you can't get it with your spoon. Yeah, you you drink it. Yeah. And that's what you do with cereal when there's a little bit of like milk left and it's always the best bit because it's got all the, the sugar from the cereal. In <laughs> yeah. It. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Uh, how many chickens would it take to kill an elephant? Fuck, love. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't do. I didn't do biology. I'm just a, a singer, dancer, actor, drag queen. <laughs> um, I don't know. It depends. Does the chicken have a machete? I don't know. It doesn't say anything. It just says how many chickens would it take to kill an elephant? That's my answer, I guess. <laughs> All right, I love that. <laughs> if animals could talk, which would be the rudest? Probably like a tapeworm. <laughs> that is so true. It's like living off you. Yeah. Not even like the good part of you. Like it's it's living off like crap. Crap, literally crap. <laughs> So rude. <laughs> it is rude. Um, what's invisible but you wish people could see? Um, they're spirit animals. Oh, that's a good one. Yep. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Why or why not? Oh, that's deep. Um, it really is. Okay, so if you said it was a, if you said is a burger a sandwich, a burger is a sandwich, but I don't know if a hot dog is a sandwich. But it's not a roll, and I consider roll a sandwich bread, so I'm going to say no. Yeah, I would say no, too, because it's like, yeah. it's a it's a long... You don't eat it like this. Yeah. Oh, they can't, they can't see what I'm doing with my hands. <laughs> they can't eat it like in a burger. the... Yeah, burger. Like a sandwich way. I'm literally yeah. going like this. It <laughs> they... I wish people could uh, see what we're doing, yeah. but it's fine. It's not. It's not a sandwich. Um, how do you feel about putting pineapple on pizza? No. Okay. 
don't even say those words. Okay. I like it. Um... And Belita and I are about to have a fight. <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't do that. Um, what yeah. kind of secret society would you like to start? Oh. So if anyone, like, knows um, my drag persona trinket, you know that I'm quite fond of wearing, like, elf ears. So maybe, like, a like an underground, like, drag elf cult. Yeah. I could so, so see that. Yeah. Where we're all, like, a bit, like, icky, icky. And, <laughs> yeah. That would be, like, the most amazing club also. Um, what, would it, what would you call it? Like... What's well, like the name of the um the city and Lord of the Rings the elves elves live at? Because I feel like that would be a good name. I've never seen it. <gasps> oh, I Tim! Know. I should probably watch it during. Like, you should. Maybe I can watch that tonight. Yeah, just <laughs> just yeah, just do it. Find okay. that name and tell me what the name of my elf okay. club is. That's how you know that I've watched it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, toilet paper over or under? Over. Yes. I'm so glad so many people have said over. Whoever does under. Even if it's... Why? Like, you'd have to... You have to, like, reach under. No, like, it's the toilet paper hanging over or under. Yeah, but, like... Oh, that's so... No, I don't like that. Yeah. Because you know how I see it? It's at a hotel. So it's, like, always over. Yeah. And you pull. Yeah, and that way, like, if there's, like, an insect on it, you can see it. I'm like, I've never thought of that. <laughs> You've like gotten really deep with that. You're like, what if there's an insect or a spider? Oh. Am I like, am I just like, just not right? Because I'm saying, you keep saying, oh, no one said that before. Like, it's. No, it's amazing because <laughs> everyone usually says the same stuff. Um, and do you ever at people's houses change their toilet paper? around all the time? Yeah. Oh, no. I change the, like, sometimes I go to someone's house and they've just got a, like, the cardboard roll left there and i'm like no honey honey darling you have a guest over <laughs> oh my god it's the first thing i make sure that i've like cleaned up is like the toilet the area. toilet yeah totally um but no i always flip it over if i'm at someone's house crazy because that's how i don't know you, why you brave soul i know <laughs> um what's the best type of cheese brie yep um in one sentence how would you sum up the internet Currently, it's World War Three. Currently, oh yeah, it's a scary place. Yeah, that that's a good one. Um, what used to be considered trashy, but now is very classy. Okay, I had to think about this. Um, I'm I used to think they were like the foulest thing. Like if you had one of these, there is like no way you were coming near me. And now I look at them and I'm like, okay, let's go, let's do this. Mullets. Oh, they really have. They used to be... Yeah. S- yeah. 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 I've been looking at a lot of mullet wigs and I'm like, hmm, I could do I, I am quite fond of a mullet twig. Um, yeah. yeah. There's a um, bit of mullet action in Iggy and Ace as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Mm. Yeah. I'm now going to go on and just Google mullets. <laughs> um, if, peanut, yep. if peanut butter wasn't called peanut butter, what would it be called? Um, tangy paste. Tangy paste? <laughs> that sounds real rag. Yeah, oh, it does. Yeah. <laughs> what movie would be greatly improved if it was made into a musical? Oh, okay. 
I thought of some good ones. Um, and I also went back and watched a couple of your episodes on this to see how people answered this question. Um, and everyone said Titanic. Yeah. Um, Titanic's already a musical. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> just... The musical theatre student has just, like, fucking come if at you us. Can, yeah, if you could, like, insert the, the shade rattle sound effect <laughs> from Drag Race, that would be greatly appreciated. Um, but... The movie I would like to see get turned into a musical would be There's Something About Mary. <laughs> you should see Timberlater's face, right? <laughs> yes. Why has that not been done? It's perfect. It like, w- literally perfect for a musical. Like, so perfect. Yeah. Like, it's screaming for, like, like a big tap number in the middle of it. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I feel like you're onto something. Yeah. Don't steal that. That's trinkets, everyone. Um, <laughs> last meal on death row. Um, pizza, just no pineapple. I'm like a huge Italian food eater, so definitely yeah. pizza. Yeah, yum. Yeah. Not like Domino's, just like proper. No, no, like good, like wood-fired quality. Yeah. And saying that, in lockdown, I've been craving like a beer with a chicken parmy. Like, that's probably the first thing I'm going to eat when we get out of lockdown. That is, like, a classic pub-like meal. Yeah. Give me, like, a good pub meal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, If you've been given an elephant, you can't get rid of... You can't give it away or sell it. What would you do with the elephant? I don't know. Um, An elephant. What would I do with an elephant? You can't give it away or sell it. I was going to say I'd... I'd give it a makeover, but I feel like that's not very, like, RSPCA <laughs> approved. Like, I'll definitely, like, no, maybe not. I don't know. I shouldn't, like, have animals. Like, I'm not, yeah. <laughs> I'm not an animal person. Thank you. <laughs> I'm really not. I know I wish I could save people's spirit animals, but they're spirits. That's different. Yeah, it's <laughs> an actual physical animal. Um, if you had been shipwrecked on a deserted island, but all your human needs, such as food and water, were taken care of... What two items would you want to have with you? I love that you say human needs. Like, I have needs that are unhuman. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, um, my phone, because I'm addicted to my phone, especially right now in lockdown. Um, All of my skincare, that's counting as one item. (laughs) Um, Even though in reality, my skincare is like an eight or nine step. Um, But oh, another tip! Care. Another tip for drag artists: get good at skincare now. You'll thank yourself later. Um, As you look at me with half a face still on, if you haven't noticed that, and I'm in my like, uh, I can't say. Yeah, you've got the good lighting on. Yeah, um, I've seen heaps of makeup on. Um, my eyebrow pencil because I don't have eyebrows, so I need oh. to draw those on. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I like that. And then I believe this is our last one. If you could compare yourself with any animal, what would it be and why? Okay, so I'm definitely like like a slinky little feline. Like I'm definitely like like a like a what are they called? Like a um like a Siamese or something like that. Yeah. Oh. Do you see it? Do you see it? Yeah, I do. I do. I okay. do. Yeah. Either that or something like reptilian. I could also see that. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like a cat with scales. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, you're like some 
kind of animal that's like not even a thing right now. Yeah. Come on, scientists, make it happen. (laughs) Bring it it on. Well, that's done and dusted. That's us. I hope you have learnt stuff. I hope you've taken away from this episode. But thanks for joining me. Is there anything else you want the peeps to know? No, just um, go watch Icky and Ace out now on SBS On Demand. Yay. Thanks for joining me. Yes, thanks for having me. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to another Timber Production podcast. This has been Yas Queen, hosted by me, Timberlina. And we'll be back next week or whenever we can be bothered to record another episode. But make sure you subscribe, like, and leave reviews wherever you listen to your podcasts. And we'll see you soon. Thank you for listening. Bye.